1: Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am your host Kirsty Frugia, and I'm here solo today, but not completely solo because I have a guest. But uh, Amy is away this week, and so I have a beautiful friend of mine on coming on to have a chat to me about. All Things Decluttering and Moving, and her name is Katie, and I will let her introduce herself
2: to you beautiful listeners. So welcome, Katie. Thanks, Kirsty. Yeah, I'm Katie, and uh, I am married to an amazing man, Cameron, and we have two little kids who are four and almost seven. And um, I work for our church most of the week, and my husband works for the state government, and yeah we have you know all the normal pieces of moving parts that a family of four has um mm. and yeah thanks for having me Kirsty i'm so excited so how
1: do we know each other how are we friends can you remember
2: i do yeah i can <laughs> yeah yeah um originally i heard your name through my best friend lara and so I'd heard your name around lots of places and Lara had said to me, oh, you should talk to Kirsty. She's awesome because um, she could help you with like decluttering and organizing your house and stuff. And at the time I was still feeling very um, – I think I was feeling nervous about uh, whether or not I really had a need to bring someone else into the problem. And I i mean I knew I felt overwhelmed. I knew that was that was real. Did but you but think I just that maybe like,
1: you should, did you have the common thought of, but I should be able to do
2: this myself? 100%, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much. Yeah. I should, I should be able to handle this. And then I started selling artwork, um, with one of my good friends and I had this lovely request from someone for a customized artwork. And so I did that and it turned out to be you and so I got to put a face to the name which was really, really, really special uh, because all of a sudden it wasn't just this name I kept hearing recommended. There was a lovely person and face and heart behind it and so it made me feel less intimidated about talking to you about it. However, it really still wasn't a couple more years um, <laughs> until, until I actually called out and asked for you to come and help us. Yeah. Yeah. And why? Like, what, what, what was the change?
1: What changed in you that made you actually go, okay, now I actually do need to call Kirst?
2: I think it was actually moving house. So this, this, we're about to move house again. This will be the third time in less than three years that we've moved, and so the first time we moved from, yeah, so almost three years ago. It was the first time that we had moved as a family. I'd moved as an as a single female and a single adult. And my husband had moved as a single adult. And then we'd had children and we'd merged our households. Um, and all of a sudden, the amount of stuff we had was out of control. I just couldn't get a handle over it. I couldn't work out. I knew how I could organize myself. I just didn't know how to organize a household of stuff and um, so we moved with all the stuff and honestly it took a host of friends coming and helping us and we had boxes that were literally just labeled stuff because we had no chance to sort through it and it was just random stuff that had to get out of the house to our next house and then when we got to the next house, I continued to kind of feel like we were unpacking boxes of rubbish that we shouldn't have had and broken things and just things that felt like they were too hard to let go of. Anyhow, we moved it all again a year later. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, nah, we're not we're not going through this again. We need to get this under control. Um, and so we need to we need to get in touch with Kirsty. Yeah, and she did. And We did. Wonderful and beautiful
1: and hard, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> it really was. But it was, I mean, it was really genuinely affecting my mental health because I would just find myself completely overwhelmed um, and not feeling comfortable in my own home, which was really sad, really sad to me. And I think when I verbalised that to my husband, that was really sad to him too, that I didn't feel comfortable in my own home because it was just stressful with all the stuff around And how did Cam feel in the home?
1: I mean, you're allowed to speak for him because he's not here. (laughs) He's not really should have invited him on. Hey, I should have had both of Uh, you here. (laughs) (laughs) But then there'd be nobody supervising those beautiful children of yours. So thank you, Cam, for supervising.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, I think Cam would be very happy and, you know, it would be 100% true to say that Cameron is not someone who notices mess. So he can walk through a room and there can be bags of rubbish on the floor or, you know, moldy food and he just won't notice it. He, um, he's very good at being, uh, you know, like he's very good at going to the job of washing the dishes and so he'll collect dishes and plates and he, when he's got a job and a task that's related to the mess, he's really good at dealing with it. But just as a, you know, living day in, day out, it doesn't phase him. He's quite happy with a much higher level of mess and clutter than I'm comfortable with. So mm. he, yeah, I think he felt like, he felt like, yeah, we probably had too much stuff or more stuff than he was used to. Certainly as soon as you have a baby, the amount of stuff you have, it feels like it doubles, uh. let alone when you've had two children and they start getting older and you haven't particularly worked out how to cull as they grow yet.
1: mmm uh. And when they bring their own sentimentality to things yes. and their own little, you know, vision of what their room should look like and what their space should look like, because they are mm. beautiful little human beings yeah. who are absolutely entitled to their own feelings and own thoughts about their space as well.
2: Yeah, so, definitely.
1: Yeah, it, it can be tricky. Mm. Yeah. So tell me how you felt about giving me a call. So. This is different mm-hmm. to most people because most people don't know the art of decluttering. Like they're not yeah. they're not acquaintances of Amy and I. Yeah. Although a lot of our listeners feel like they
2: are our acquaintances Absolutely. or even our best friends. So yeah. um had you listened to the podcast before Yeah, me? I I had listened to some episodes, um, and I had been I mean, I think I'd seen you at some social things um mm. with mutual friends and you know we we'd seen each other around the traps so it really actually didn't feel very hard and um yeah you're right that's probably in large part because I did have a face and a heart and a person with the name who I was getting in touch with um but also from listening to the podcasts and reading your blog um and even just looking at the website I knew this was what you were about and so it would be obvious why I was ringing for one So there was that level of logic there. It didn't stop me feeling nervous though about what it would be like to actually have you come into our house and Mm -hmm. whether you would feel the same anxiety about um, being in our house that I felt. Um, But also I was, yeah, I was just really encouraged that when I did speak to you, it was there was no big deal. It was like, yeah, cool, that sounds really great. I'd love to come around. And so your um, enthusiasm to help really helped because it made me feel at ease um, before you even got here, which was great. And how did you feel on the day? Um, I remember thinking that I didn't know how it was going to go because I'd not kind of done anything like this with my husband before. So it's not that I was nervous about his reaction, but I just didn't know, like in terms of a teamwork thing, this is a pretty major deal to go, okay, as a team, we're going to declutter our whole house um, not in one day, thankfully, <laughs> in a big way, but it's a big project to take on together um, and definitely not, not bigger than parenting or marriage or any of those things, but just a first for us to really have a project like this where we're going to have a shared goal, but we might feel differently about about the process or about the position we're in at that point. So I wasn't sure how it was going to go, um, but I was also glad to think that we'd have someone who was stepping us through that process together helping us to find the common ground but also to be okay where where there wasn't and we might have different perspectives um and obviously you arrived and you're friendly and warm and totally put us at ease and just wanted to hear from us um, so it wasn't like you came in with a list of things that we had to do because that would have been a whole different experience. But
0: mm-hmm. it was about
2: hearing from us and learning. You know, what do we want our home to be like, and what do we want it to feel like, and what do we want our life to be like? And I, my memory
1: of it because it was how long ago was it that I came the first time? Like over a year ago, wasn't it? Just over a year before lockdown. Or? Yeah, it was.
2: It was before lockdown, definitely. But yeah. it was just after we'd moved in this house.
1: Okay, okay. so yeah, because we still had boxes. In mm-hmm. the,
2: so we tell tell
1: listeners what rooms we worked on.
2: To start off, we we started with uh, the front lounge room, uh, which is a room which we wanted to just be a space for adults or for for reading or for um, just calm and quiet space to be really comfortable for people to have a bit of time out. Um, So no technology in there and it's not an eating space or anything like that. It's just a calm space. And we, well, I remember before we actually focused on a space, we walked you around the house and you asked us about the purpose of each space. And we hadn't really been sure about this particular space before we'd had this chat with you. We thought maybe it would be a lounge room, maybe it'd be a second TV space. But as you were talking with us and said that um, when a space has no purpose, you'll end up with it becoming a junk room because you don't actually know what's meant to live there. So that really helped us to articulate then, well, what do we want this space to be? And that was really important for us to have that calm, quiet space where The kids could be up the other end of the house going nuts and crazy and whatever, but then I could also be somewhere else or Cameron could be somewhere else just sitting with a book and reading and in a comfortable space that's not filled with the clutter of, you know, craft or toys or whatever. Um, So we started with that space and yeah, it was like, it was honestly like we'd built an extension to our house and there was something completely new and fresh when we set that room up because it wasn't it didn't have the same strings and the same stress and anxiety attached to it that the rest of the, the house had until that point. And
1: it is the first room that you walk into um, yeah. if you come in the front door, not through the garden. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's So right. it is, it's the first welcoming space of your home so, yeah. and you achieved just that with it. Yeah. Uh, how did, what, other room, what other spaces did we work on? Uh,
2: We also worked on the garage, which, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, (sighs) the garage was filled with all the boxes and all the crap from the move that essentially we didn't, (laughs) essentially we didn't really know what was in there. Mm -hmm. We just knew there were a lot of boxes and a lot of mess and we wanted the garage to be usable, but we also wanted to be able to go through the crap that we had continued to move with us from house to house. Um, and it was stuff that I think it was, um, it was an intentional move and it was a really good move. We didn't want to bring it into the house itself until we knew what it was and that we needed it. So I think somewhere in the process, at least those two things had had um, kind of, I guess, settled in our thinking, which was important. Um, but then there was the huge task of going through that and getting rid of stuff. And that was the... Just- second space you helped us tackle.
1: <laughs> and, and that was challenging at times for both of you in
2: different ways. Oh my wasn't gosh. It? <laughs> it was so hard, but actually I think I, it was so hard in that it was a huge job. It literally, I mean, you were with us there for, you know, maybe a day. Yeah, four and then, hours. And but you kept going after I left. Yeah, we did.
1: And you kept going through to the weekend as well.
2: Yeah, we did. It took <laughs> us a good a good week and mm-hmm. and it was worth every second. It was worth every second in there. And um it was really I think by that stage both Cam and I had worked out that we both had to keep chugging along, keep chipping at it. Um, because it would be really easy to, to be like, Okay, Kirsty's gone now. So that's how much we achieved and that's just that's the end. But it wouldn't have achieved the goal ultimately that we had um set with you. And also the hardest part was the stuff we did with you as you were helping us to reframe our thinking. So a couple of big things I remember was just talking about like what do we do with the sentimental stuff? Cuz I'm really sentimental about <laughs> everything.
0: You are and my so friend.
2: I know, I know. Well that's why it's not, we a, had bad moved. It's no, not no, a bad no. thing. It's 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 not. But it's working out, you know, what are the boundaries around sentimentality in terms of what actually what actual long term value does it have? Um and yeah, and I was encouraged as you reminded me that, you know, culling is a process that you can do and keep as much stuff as you like, then you can come back in another year or two and revisit that and be like, well, do I still want to keep all these things? So just being encouraged and reminded that it doesn't have to be a clean break that you do once and and that's it. And then you're committed to the stuff you've kept or, you know, which of course is not even a realistic thought that anyone had said to me. It's just the thought that I had in my head. Mm -hmm. That, you know, once you take on the commitment to this thing, you're committed for life like it's a marriage. But, oh, my gosh, (laughs) thank goodness that's not the case. Um, But, yeah, I remember you making really helpful suggestions like having um, a couple of sentimental tubs so each member of the family gets one tub and then they can put their most special things they want to keep in there. So there is a, a reasonable space for sentimental stuff. Um, which is really good and that's something we're still working on. Um, Yeah, culling through and um, it's changed the way that we ask questions around stuff that we might not be sure if we want to keep or if we actually know straight away, no, I don't need to keep that. I don't need to keep every birthday card I get. Um, And also I remember talking with you about gifts and we had loads and loads, so many gifts that we had been given And felt like we had to keep because someone had spent their money on and given to us. And uh, you asked us, had we said thank you? And we said yes. And you asked us, had we felt grateful and blessed by that? And we said yes. And then they said, okay, well, that achieved what the person who gave it to you wanted it to achieve. You don't have to keep it now to know that that person cares for you and has been thoughtful and has, has done something really lovely for you. And that was a huge, huge change in our thinking because um, I think we had more thought that our garage would just be like that storeroom so that when you know that a certain family member's coming, you go to the storeroom and you pull out the vase they gave you and you pull <laughs> out the, you know, you kind of redecorate your house depending on who's visiting, which is like a nightmare, a nightmare mm-hmm. thought. So um, that that helped us a lot in getting rid of stuff and also just having you saying, but why do you need to keep that, Katie? Like when I'm going through my teaching materials, which I haven't used in 10 years, but why do you need to keep that, Katie? Because I might go back to teaching one day. Okay, but will that 10-year-old resource still be something that's helpful? Has the curriculum changed? You know, (laughs) just sensible questions like that, which allowed me to throw out so much stuff, so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It did, You
1: guys were so incredible. You are such a wonderful team, you and Cameron. Like you worked so cohesively together, Mm -hmm. like which is a testament to your marriage and a testament to the partnership that you have worked on so hard. Um, But it also, you you just did so well. Like listeners, there was very little from a room full, like garage full of boxes, there was actually very little that went in the keep pile. Most of it (laughs) went to the donation pile or to the rubbish pile, Mm. particularly those old shoot notes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I did have all of my HSC and uni and teaching notes. Yeah, so many notes which I just had kept because I felt I needed to. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot. And you're right, like Cameron, he was um, an amazing support in that because he came at it from the perspe- same perspective you did, that he didn't have expectations on me. He just wanted to take part and he wanted to love and care for me in that process, um, both in the way that he dealt with his stuff but also in the way that he supported me as I dealt with mine. Yeah. Mm. Um, And that was, yeah, really invaluable. And, yeah, I think that process also really served our marriage well in terms of um, giving us an experience where we needed to be supportive of one another. And I had to do the same as I was watching him throw out stuff that I was like, are you sure you want to throw out these photos? Like, are you sure? Like, I feel sentimental for you even though I don't know who's in that photo. But are you sure? And he's there going, yeah, no, I'm okay. I can throw it out. Okay. All right. Good job. Good job, Cam. <laughs> oh
1: <sighs> And that's given you great um a great um memory to draw upon when your children in the future yes. or, and over the last year have wanted to let go of stuff that you feel very sentimental about. <laughs> it's but it's actually not in your purview to have any control over.
2: Oh <laughs> like, man, and that's a killer. Oh, it's a killer. So we sits there and uh, um, she's out, almost seven-year-old and, uh, yeah, she's ready to give away stuff that I'm like, oh, but that was mummy's and I gave it to you. And she's like, yeah, but I think I'm ready to share it with someone else, which is, like, exactly what you want her heart to be in this process. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, I can be ready to share it with someone else too. Like, mm-hmm. I have saved it for my daughter and my daughter's enjoyed it and now she's ready to pass it on. Okay, that's good. Like, yeah, you have to break down the thought process, um, which – yeah, is definitely a benefit, but it's hard sometimes.
1: Yeah, and that's not to say that everybody needs to empower their children no. the same way. Like you can take it back and put it in your sentimental box if you so Absolutely. choose to. Um,
2: but yeah, or you could sneak it in theirs just because you suspect they might like it next week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or put it
1: in yours, and then when they ask about it, go, "Oh, look what Mummy saved you." Yeah. Okay,
2: that's probably a better option.
1: <laughs> so, what was? Uh, then we moved. We moved into the kitchen too, didn't we? We
2: did. Yeah, yeah, we did, um, and that was really important because with every house move, you have to find your way in your new kitchen space, and in this particular kitchen. Um, I think it hadn't started on the best foot forward for us because when we moved into the house, the previous owners had left a lot of their stuff in the house. And so we not only felt encumbered by our own stuff, we then had the added job of going through and throwing out someone else's stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And while it was easier because you don't have the sentimental attachment, there's still the back of your mind where you go, oh, but that could be really useful or maybe it's wasteful to throw that out and so that was another level where you helped us um, change our thinking and remembering that there's a difference between um, I guess holding yourself accountable when you're at the shops and making a conscious purchase and accepting that you've already spent money or someone else has already spent money on something but it doesn't actually serve your life well. Um, Yeah so that was a that was another level of growth for us (laughs) and yeah like in some ways it was really easy because you just go this is someone else's stuff I don't even need to look at it like I'll just put it in a bag and put it in the bin or put it in a bag and take it to Vinnie's um which was another great thing you taught us to just get it straight in the car and straight to Vinnie's don't put it off don't put it in a pile in some other room but actually just if you want to take it to Vinnie's take it to Vinnie's straight away as soon as you can um yeah which has continued to serve us very well as well but yeah the kitchen finding our way and um yeah also working out the um usability i guess is that the right word Kirsty? yeah the
1: user, yeah and the functionality like how do you function in your kitchen yeah. not how the kitchen's designed yeah
2: like. and as yeah and as i'd mentioned already like cameron is actually a really um like a really um I guess partner is the best word because he isn't someone who has kind of just left me the kitchen. He he's in the kitchen just as much as me. He does the washing up just as much as me. He cooks just as much as me. Maybe not with all the same things, you know. Like I might use the thermomix and he might not. But um, he yeah. So it needed to be a space we could both use mm. and. And it meant it wasn't as simple as me just going, well, this is how I'd like the kitchen to go. Yes. I <laughs>
1: so, do you remember that. I do uh-huh. remember the, but I want it over here, but I want it over here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And like you were able to make some really helpful um, suggestions about halfway points or just even even having another set of eyes in there um, meant that you saw things and were like, "Well, I think if I lived in this kitchen, I'd probably put it there because – so that was another perspective too, which often gave us a better option than either of us had thought of. Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, and the other thing that was great about doing that was that we had bought a bunch of pantry storage and it was still sitting in a box, all wrapped up in its plastic. And so you suggested that we put it to use and we did that was brilliant. (laughs) Like that's why they pay the big bucks, (laughs) Kirsty. Yes, that is. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good because you actually, you stepped us through the process. So, you know, we said like, well, how do we do that? Like how do we work out what we want to put in Tupperware and what we don't and how do we, where do we start? And so you were able to give us recommendations for that as well. And then you said, but you can do this yourself. You don't need me for this bit, which was great because, it just empowered us, I guess, to just give it a go. And if we had questions, we could ask you. Um, yeah. But through that process, we were able to not only calm more stuff, which was really important, but also to set up the kitchen in a way that works for the whole family.
1: Mm. And that's what like, you guys were unique to, in my experience, mm. um, because you are so supportive of one another. Lots of people that uh, we work with either don't have a partner or their partners aren't on board with the decluttering or they're Mm. or they are but they're very hands-off like they're like yeah yeah that's your thing you go do it yep like spend the money you do it however you want it's fine but you guys were that really um very collaborative together Mm. and very like I had to check with both of you. It wasn't just, "Hey, Katie, what am I doing with this? Is it going in the donation?" or, yeah, you know, are you keeping it? It was very much, "Hey, Katie and Cam, what are we doing with this?" Yeah, um, yeah. And you were both very good at deferring to the other, like going, "Oh no, I think that we can get, we should get rid of it." But what do you think, Cam? Yeah. Um, so you're very honouring of each other as well in your spaces, mm. and it was. Yeah, it was, and that that was the point that I was going to come to is that you did a lot of work in between our sessions, um, Mm. which is also unusual and um, and awesome, but not required of Mm. of people, but very helpful in reducing the amount of money you needed to spend Mm. (laughs) with the art of decluttering because you did really work, you took on board. The things that I said that resonated with you guys, and you completely ran with it. Mm. Um, you worked on things between sessions, you'd send me photos, yeah, being hey, Kirstie, how proud are you of us? Look <laughs> at what we got done today, um, yeah. And I was always very proud of yep. you and very encouraged by how well you guys just kept running with that decluttering. Um, mm. Mm. So, before we move on to my the next stage of your journey, mm. um was there anything else was there any other light bulb moments for you while you were going through this process?
2: Um well, I think another big thing that we have in common obviously is our faith. So, being that we're both Christians, uh it really it was really significant to me that as we talked about stuff, you were able to remind me about what we had in common in our faith and how that should influence the process for us. So reminding me that we do um, follow and love a God who is generous and kind and forgiving. And so that meant that um, in moments where we felt like we had wasted money, we didn't need to feel shame and complete uh, condemnation, I guess, for the things that we'd spent money on, but now we wanted to throw out you encourage us to remember that there's forgiveness there. And there's also a a place for growth in that, in recognizing that we need to be more intentional with what we spend our money on. But also just recognizing that, okay, in this situation, as we're decluttering, there's grace, there's forgiveness in the stuff we want to throw out. And there's also uh, confidence that we can have in the goodness and the kindness and generosity of our God so that if they're does come a time where we are in need of that kind of thing again, God will provide, whether it's through his people or through our income and buying it ourselves. But um, he, he is good and he will provide where there's a need. So we didn't need to have that whole, I can't let go of this in case I need it one day or in case it becomes useful, which is really a mentality I 100% grew up with, um, that kind of mentality of, you don't throw out half a piece of paper because you could use that half a piece of paper for something else later. And so you have to hold on to it. And you don't throw out your shoe boxes because you might want a shoe box in a month's time to do a diorama. Or you might want mm-hmm. a shoebox in, you know, six months time to make a little house for your pet snail or whatever it is. You don't throw anything out because it could be useful and it will save us spending money on something else. And so I I don't think I recognized at that point, but obviously had carried that through with me into adulthood and as a parent still carrying that through. Um, And it was kind of uh, shocking as I saw that mentality in my own kids starting to grow, in them wanting to hold on to absolutely every little piece of wrapping paper or packaging because they might want to use it later. Um, So it was really, really freeing. To realize that I didn't need to hold on to all those things because there would be a way for it to be provided later, um, and it's it's in the meantime it's just taking up valuable space in your home and cluttering your home up in a way that uh, has immediate effect. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, that was a big big moment of realization.
1: Um, yeah. Yes. It was, I could see the light bulbs going off for you, like almost physically
2: see your mind mm. going, "What?" <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> there was. There were. They were huge. It was so huge because, you know, of course, you know, you know, when it comes to issues of faith, um, and matters of faith, like you know, those things are true. But I'd honestly never thought about them in reference to cleaning my house and decluttering my house, and it, it was massive to be able to bring the confidence and truth and hope that I have because of my faith and trust in God into my household and into the way that I live and spend money and care for my family and myself, it was huge. Massive, massive change for us. Yes. And speaking of rich,
1: yes, you're about to move again. Indeed and we are. <laughs> tell us about... All the work that you did a year ago and you have continued to do over yeah. the last year, how is that affecting this move that is imminent?
2: <sighs> I, like, I continue to be amazed every day, genuinely. I said to my husband this morning, um, I cannot even imagine doing what we have done this week if we hadn't gone through that process with Kirsty because we've managed essentially to pack our entire house in two days, just the two of us. Like, I'm not even joking. I mean, there is still, obviously, the kitchen still has stuff. We still have clothes and all those kinds of things. But all the things around the house that you don't use regularly, um, you know, like all our books and we've given the kids each a tub for toys that they want to be able to access and play with throughout the process of us moving again. Um, But we've packed everything else That just would not have been anywhere close to reality previously before we started decluttering because we just had so much stuff. Um,
1: And I don't think it would have been in your mindset either. Like you guys would have – my my take on it would have been that you guys would have called upon your friends again at the last minute and said – come in and just swipe everything into boxes for us please because we are Mm. this is because moving is you know one of the biggest stressful times in your life is moving and anybody who's moved knows just how stressful it can be um and so it's no wonder that you had done that in the past and it's and i can see that the katie and cam of the last move could have easily been the Katie and Cam of this move as
2: well. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And, uh, you know, like I'm kind of giggling over here when you say swipe stuff into a box and move, but I'm giggling because it's not us now, Mm -hmm. but 100% it was us. And, in fact, to show you how far my husband has come, when he moved all of his stuff out of his apartment and we were about to get married he literally moved with black garbage bags. Like I think he might've had maybe two moving boxes, but everything else he owned came in garbage bags and it was not ordered. It was literally, this is the stuff I got from my bedroom floor. This is the stuff I got from the dining table. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a whole different kettle of fish. It really was. And now he's a man who, as we're packing boxes, he's got a bag, garbage bag to one side, a box of vinnies to the other side, and he's got the moving box in front of him. And, you know, it's a whole different game, really. Um, Yeah, so the move has been so much more different. And it has been excellent to see as well that the kids have been really happy to share stuff with other people in the process too. So yesterday, we had someone come and collect a train table that we haven't been using for a while. So, they came and collected it and at the same time my beautiful little boy went inside and got an aeroplane that's one of his toys that's been one of his favourites but he gave it to the little boy with his mum and said, oh, this was my aeroplane. I love it but now it's for you to love. And I, my heart wanted to like burst with pride. Aww. I was so proud of this little boy sharing something of his because he knew it's a good thing to do and this is the process that we're in right now is – sharing things with others while we're preparing for a new season in our life. Oh good one, Josiah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um yeah. But I mean I think also the other thing that's really significant about this movie is that we're both excited about having less stuff in the next house. We're like really genuinely excited about not feeling like we need a massive house to fit our stuff but actually we can go looking for a house where our family can live and enjoy each other and enjoy having other people in our house as well more than a house that's big enough to fit our stuff Mm. that's a big change too
1: yes that's massive yeah yep because your house that you're living in right now is quite large like, it's huge. It's not the biggest house I've ever been into, but it's by no means a small home. It's and, not, and it's got lots of living areas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a beautiful home, and mm-hmm. the people who buy it are very lucky. Mm. Um, but that, what an incredible change of again mindset around yeah. what it is that you're intentionally purchasing. Like, you, yeah, you've, you guys have really, really changed. <laughs>
2: I know we have, and it's it's great. It's really great. Oh, I'm getting a bit teary here, and I'm, I'm picturing so you. Of you. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you.
1: I've got you know your your heart was bursting with pride over Josiah. <laughs> My yeah, it's
2: bursting with pride over you and Cam. <laughs> uh, which is so nice to hear. It's so nice to hear. Whoever thinks that you know adults don't need affirmation, you're so wrong. We do. <laughs> we do need affirmation and encouragement. Um, but it's a beau like it's such a beautiful thing that that could be our goal for this new house, and yeah, at, and it, it does mean that you know we'll keep culling our stuff as we move, and um, then we'll be able to get to the house and just enjoy being there and each other and yeah, just the good things that God has given us. But it's and and it's really exciting that you're being like what is
1: the vision that we have for this new home? Like how do we, you're being Mm. very intentional about, Mm. okay, how do we want to live in this house? Because I asked you before Mm. we hopped on, I said, tell me about the house and you're like, oh, my gosh, because it's got a great backyard for the kids. Uh Like you didn't tell me about the amazing dining room and the lounge room and the kids' room and the playroom and your bedroom or, you know, that it's, you know, that it's a brand new house or an old house or anything like that. You were mm-hmm. like straight to what's what's going to make living fun there. Yeah. Like yeah. what is going to bring life to us in this house? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I, I mean, we took the kids out there today so they could get a sense for the house because being in lockdown obviously means – When you go to inspections, you can only have one person at a time go through and they're very short windows. So we had five minutes when we went through the house on Saturday. Um, By yourself. You couldn't even
1: go, hey, Cam, what do you think about this? And this is what I'm thinking. And while Uh you were in the house, you had to rely on each other to notice the things that you noticed.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Which meant that like when we got the inspection report, we were like, oh, I didn't even, is there really a room for that? Like, is that? Yeah, that's a part of the house. I forgot that part. Like, you know, and we went back today and, you know, found out that there's no PowerPoint in the bathroom, but neither of us had had the chance to take that sort of stuff in. Mm. But today it was beautiful to notice those things, yes, but also just to get outside with the kids. And we took a soccer ball and Zoe took some toys and she just had a ball setting up a little um, a little house for her cat toy in in the garden and Josiah had a ball Literally kicking the ball in the uh, around on the grass, it was yeah, it was great. It was great to get that sense of this, this can be what it looks like for us to share a space. Mm. Yeah.
1: And so, you've still got a couple of weeks, and they are going to be um not stressless because no. you've still got to sell this house, um, yeah. But we can all hear the excitement that you have about this yeah. move, and people are often excited about the move like not they're excited about the the goal the end destination but yeah. i can hear in you
2: that you're actually excited about the process as well <laughs> which is so weird so weird for can me you to fi-
1: can you imagine if i went back to the katie 18 months ago and told her that like oh. she would be what who are you talking about i
2: don't recognize that katie yeah <laughs> that's I,
1: the katie i dream yeah. to be That's the dream, Katie
2: Kirsty. Yeah, I I think you even said something like that. Like you'll get to the point where you just love this and you get addicted to decluttering and you can't stop doing it. And I laughed. (laughs) And even if I didn't laugh out loud, there is no way I believed you. But actually, like I can see it in both Cam and myself as well. Like, you know, last weekend he went through the Tupperware cupboard to make sure every container had a lid there's no way that's how we would have spent our time in the past. But he was like, oh, yeah, I think we just need to tidy this up and just I've noticed there's some containers without lids anymore, so I'm just going to get rid of them. I was like, okay, cool, thanks. That seems great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's so great. Um, It is great.
1: And it's not that it's not ending. Like it's not that he's doing that every Saturday. No, he's not. And it's not not that you're going to have to be – you know like you guys have are really being very intentional about getting to this space where you just need to do this every now and again. Yeah. Like and and all the decluttering that you're doing in preparation for this move is mm. just setting yourself up so well in this new house. Yeah. That that is a 6 month thing, Cam,
2: not every yeah. weekend. Cam. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we know as well there'll still be some things that we'll take that we'll probably just throw out at the other end and that's okay. But I think it's even been really cool that that's been part of what we've talked about as we're preparing for this move that um, we know there's some stuff we'll end up throwing out at the other end and that's okay because actually there's sometimes just time pressures that you have to meet and we're definitely (laughs) at the point of having time pressures right now. Mm -hmm. So we can't do the full cull if we were going to absolutely completely cull the whole house while we packed.
1: And, I mean, that's the downside too of only seeing the house for all of, like, mm. a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. like, before you started packing and now mm. that you've seen it for a little bit longer. But even then, like, you, the, you know, that's what grace is for as well. Like, you don't yeah. know – you don't need to make every decision right now. You can yeah. – you don't know exactly how the kitchen's going to function and you don't know how every room is going to function so you don't know well Mm -hmm. actually we might be able to fit in another bookcase so should we just keep these books just in case because we really really do like them and we would keep them if they could fit but if they don't fit we're also okay with them going so it's it's totally fine. I mean, any everybody's yeah. allowed to do whatever they want, anytime they want. Like. Yeah, <laughs> um, but That's right. it it is totally fine to not, you know, get it down to that absolute bare minimum of moving. Yeah,
2: cause... yeah. But the big change in that thinking, though, is still just that we're expecting to keep culling as we get to the other end, mm-hmm. whereas before it would have been no, we're expecting to make space for the stuff.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, which is so good. It's so good. It's so much less stressful, I got to say, because yeah, you're just intrinsically giving yourself permission to get rid of stuff rather than stressing about building in more storage and (laughs) buying a bigger house or, you know, any of those kinds of things or or completely converting a garage into another room because you can't fit everything in the house. It's, yeah, I mean, you don't buy a house to keep your stuff safe. you you build a house or buy a house to live in and to enjoy each other. That's what I've discovered now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just like, oh, my goodness, Katie Uh Smith, you are amazing. And it's so, like, because I, 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 when I met you, when I came to your home to work with you, Mm Mm-hmm. You guys did say, look, here is our garage and we do want a lot of this stuff in the house. <laughs> like we uh-huh. do want to make room for it in the home. And yeah. that uh-huh. w- did not happen. <laughs> you, you didn't make a lot of space in the house for the things in the garage because they had been yeah. living there for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is often an indication that they aren't that important to you if they're allowed yeah. to sit in a garage out in Western Sydney that gets really hot in summer and
2: really cold in winter. And really wet every time it rains. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it was interesting because, yeah, that's probably another thing that like shifted in my thinking too was just this was part of my sentimentality was that I didn't want to be that person who just put a whole box in the garbage because we hadn't touched it in a year even though that was true, because that was definitely true. There were some boxes we had not unpacked between houses, Mm -hmm. but I still needed to feel like I had gone through and checked there wasn't something really precious in the box. And that's where I'm different to my husband because he would have been very happy to just throw the box and then, you know, probably never have thought about those things again. But I just get nervous that there's something really special in there that I didn't realize. I get nervous. As a
1: professional organiser, I get yeah. nervous. I never want to do that because
0: mm.
1: I don't want to be chucking out the passports. I don't want to be chucking out the card Ooh. that your grandma wrote to you before she died. I yeah. don't want to be chucking. I, <laughs> I want you to be intentional about what you let go of. And yeah. how can you be intentional yeah. if you don't know? like there, And yes. there's different ways of doing it. You can look in the box and go, oh, no, I know. I remember this box. Yeah. There's definitely nothing in this box that needs bringing out, mm. so yes, let's just chuck it. Like, yeah. and I often say to people, "Tell me what's in this box," <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they're uh-huh. like,
1: "Yeah, not so sure." And so mm. I'm like, "Okay, let's open it and find out."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think as well, it was really valuable for me to open every box because it showed me, it showed me the stuff I'd been hanging on that I needed to just mentally let go of like as silly as it is my year 12 notes and my you know university notes I just needed to mentally go you know what I actually don't need them so that if I come across more somewhere else then I've already gone through that process and I know I can throw it out already mm-hmm. like all of those permission steps granting. yeah yeah all of those steps are really important in permission granting for me um In a way, that wasn't for Cam and that's fine because he's a different person. But um, I think that made it important for me to open every box as much as that was time-consuming and energy-consuming. Yeah. And that's why it
1: can be very confronting, this decluttering Mm. process, because sometimes we learn things about ourselves that we didn't recognise before. Mm. (laughs) And sometimes that can be a great thing and sometimes it can be really challenging and really... Hard because you're like, oh, I didn't realize just how like my mum I was, or yeah, <laughs> just yeah. To, you know, or you know, whatever those thoughts are good and challenging. Um, mm. it, it's yeah, I often say mm. that this decluttering like you, you, it brings up a whole lot of stuff. It's not just you're never, it's never about the stuff, <laughs> it's very, yeah. very rarely is it about the letter from grandma it is yeah. everything mm. about you yeah <laughs> and, and the, relationship yeah, relationship to that stuff
2: yeah because it's very influenced by the family you've grown up in and so the attitudes to stuff that you've grown up with and if you've grown up like me in a family that um didn't always have lots of money mm-hmm. then you learned that you had to Make really good use of things and really take care of your possessions, and not throw out something that could be helpful down the track. It's yeah, it's kind of a cold war mentality. Um, <laughs> that kind of if you see it and it's available, it's the, it's the lockdown mentality too of toilet paper. It's that if you see toilet paper, you buy it because later on you might not be able to find it.
1: Yeah, and that is very like. We see that all the time in our job that we come across mindsets that are influenced by our past and yeah. influenced by the people who raised us and, and those people were raised by people who influenced them. Yeah, So Absolutely. people who who grew up in the depression mm-hmm. and really did have to account for, you know, everything was purposeful and could be given a new life yeah. because there just wasn't enough. Or if you've grown up um in poverty whether it be in a first world country or in a third world country Mm. there's a lot of stuff that we bring to our space Mm. and you know you could still be living in poverty and you know and or there could always be there can be the threat of imminent poverty around because of where you live and how you live Mm. and and the influences around you and and the circumstances Mm. that you find yourself in so it is um often but it's all it's always good and always challenging to question where those thoughts are coming from and is it still true
2: yeah that's right and not all those thoughts are going to change because you may actually decide that it's still true and still helpful for you but Mm -hmm. sometimes the thoughts can change and be really really beneficial to change
1: yeah 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 well this has been a lovely lovely conversation with you my friends thank you (laughs) thank you for being so generous with your time you're welcome your thoughts and your experience and being really vulnerable and sharing what it is what it was like to have me in your home so Thank you for being kind to me. Thank you for inviting uh, me in.
2: <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, it's it's genuinely not an exaggeration to say that it was life-changing for us. Um, yeah, and we're, we continue to be thankful uh, each and every day for the fruit of it. Yeah. And it is like...
1: So exciting to watch this! you guys step into this next journey of moving home, moving Mm. (laughs) home, (laughs) moving closer to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is also exciting.
1: (laughs) I like that. You're moving home. You're moving around the corner from me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Except we're still outside the 5K lockdown, so we still won't be able to see each other until we're out of lockdown. But anyway, Mm. Um yeah, thank you again for sharing your um, life and your thoughts with our listeners here You're at The Art of Decluttering. And until next time dear listeners, um Amy our you know review expert the person who always finds the reviews and me who never knows where to find them um you're gonna have to live without a review this week um because katie has been the living breathing talking review for the art of decluttering and the podcast so um yeah and hopefully we'll have Amy back in your listening ears soon and I can't wait to um, spend time with you again next week. And thanks, Katie. You're welcome.
2: Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can
1: find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, www.artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
2: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash of Decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture.
1: We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.